one thing I didn't know actually, I didn't know you got an injury that yeah. you stopped playing. Yeah, back in, jeez, must be 10 years ago now or so. Uh, nearly the exact same as Tom Parsons. So. ACL, MCL, uh, meniscus, loads of shit. When I went to <clears throat> play learning and whipping your man in the corner, I was like, got all the ball. Every ball that came in, I was winning to turn them, they popped it over, laying it off. And next ball I went to get, fucking pulled across my knee as I was turning the opposite way and drove my knee backwards and fucking gone. Pure kick, like. Oh, he did he stab into your no, knee? He kicked with me. Oh, he kicked you in there. Straight on, yeah. Caught me like, bumped me with his foot. Gone. <laughs> gone forever. I was like, flat out of work, so I had a choice of. Go and get an operation and miss a lot of work and I was like, no, I can't do that. And good luck to football, I'll start coaching again. And yeah. That's how I went back into coaching again. So were you happy enough to leave it like yeah? <laughs> yes and no. <clears throat> I suppose I don't know. You miss the sports like the team aspect of it and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, I don't really miss anything. I miss rugby a lot more. What didn't you play the rugby? Yeah, not clear. I miss that way more than playing football, I suppose. Uh, being scrum half is a little bit easier than, you know, your height doesn't come into anything. Or a scrum half and rugby, you just play away and keep going. As long as you can tackle and move yeah. the ball fast, you're all right. But, yeah, you know, football, yeah. if you're not fast or not strong enough, you probably get mowed out of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going in a five foot seven into a lad that's fucking six foot. Yeah, yeah, never really? never ends up well. <clears throat> Not really, but ah, look, I enjoyed everything I was playing. I, I miss it when I go down. I suppose I'm watching lads playing stuff like that. I miss that. I still feel like you can be out there and you see Paul Dorn out there training and playing and Rosie and stuff like that. You miss it then, but other than that, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. you know if you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Coaching now, so it's grand. I was just thinking earlier. I was thinking what to what to say. But remember, you were over our Edwards team for about a fine. Yeah. And I remember your man hoofed you out of it then. You done a Bronco that time, wasn't it? Yeah, we, Bronco. Bronco. It was a Bronco. Actually, and yeah. then we done off the pitch where he had the running groups. Where one lad started off, came back over the side, and picked up the other lad. Wasn't it? Then it was all yeah. ball work after that. The rest of it was, but it was just yeah, it was just yeah. done at speed, like yeah. yeah. And yeah, Jesus, that was that was a, one I want to forget about. <laughs> um. I don't know what the fuck happened there. My Dover's supposed to be joint coach and all that and turned around and your man said, look, this is my team. You're not having anything to do with it. I want to do the sessions. And basically, you just come and stand on the sideline. He said that, yeah. And I was like, good luck. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, spoke to the club after and I was like, look, they don't want us there. They want to do their own thing. And and I'm not going to go over there, just sit inside. I make just capitalize there. I want to represent them and fucking push them hard and make sure that they're getting a fair deal. And if I'm not going to be let have a say on it, like, there's no point of us being there. Like, there's two of us there. We, we probably would have got somewhere with that team. I don't know what it was. We ever it was a went decent out. team, yeah, it was a good team, yeah. Like, I think you, Jack, and was, uh, Jack White there, Jack Mulligan, Brian McNally as well. Brian McNally, yeah, it was, it was a good, good contingency from Capital. Yeah, and McCarthy has in fairness are good players as well. Actually, did you know we we could have we should have won something, but like, like in fairness, like it's hard to blame the management. Like I just think yeah. maybe we just weren't didn't feel like a team as much. Like you know, you yeah. kind of went in, it was a bit segregated. It always was a bit like. So amalgamations are always going to be a little bit like that, and you're gonna like, 
find it hard unless you really like I think Kilcock and Kappa were always a good one like yeah I think if you had the right management over it it was fine like I played with St. Cocos a lot at underage and it was always worked out because you knew the lads because you went to school with them and stuff so that was always a, a good imagination yeah there's, there's not many boys have actually gone up to the senior team now I, like a few of us kind of stopped playing and stuff but um I don't know. Like part of, now, like I don't mind football. I still play the reserves and stuff. But half the enjoyment has nearly gone out of some of the, some of the way football is coached half the time. I don't know. No, yeah. I, I still don't mind it. Like I still play football. I don't mind. Like I don't fucking yeah. hate it. Just some of the time, like it's like you want it taken seriously. But there's almost sometimes like half the time you're told not to kick the ball. Like, yeah. You know, when you're cornerback. Ball and yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all. I suppose like, I think a lot of a lot of trouble with club football why players drop out in my opinion is because coaches put too much pressure on players like, you have to remember that they're amateur players and they've all got jobs or whatever and their own personal life and then they're being pushed hard in training sessions and told to be down and not drink and not this and not that it's just like you can't turn around and tell that to do that okay if he really wants to do it he's committed he will do it but you know, these lads are amateurs and you're, you're you can't ask you have to have the enjoyment part of it in the game like, mm. as well like you have to go train and enjoy training feel good after training go to a match with no pressure on them as much as like a county player or something like that you don't need that at club level I remember when we went to um, Salbridge um, first year and the girls were like sound like one of the best clubs I've been involved with was Salbridge but I can remember going in the first match and we played Castle Mitchell down in Castle Mitchell first round of the league I came off that pitch going, Jesus Christ, what am I doing down here? You know, it was like, well, what was it? They got annihilated. What did they, yeah. yeah. I was like, their shots were excellent, poor decision making on the ball was poor. But like, a couple of training sessions later, and we played, I think it was, there was a gap of two weeks between the next match, and we played a tie in Salvage. Tie. Oh, sorry, it was Kill in Salvage, and it came out and we like a totally different game. Just worked with them in training on shot selection, on decision making on the ball, and when to pass and when not to pass, and when to carry it, and you know, things like that. And they really took it on board and started working on it themselves as well. And you could see the difference in the next game. It's like we went out and won the game. You know, it's like after getting out of it to come out and win the next game, it was pretty, pretty decent. And then progress on the next couple of games. That's what it's all about. It's just each training session. But whatever happened. In the last game, put your next session, fix the the negatives of that game. Like, that's yeah. what I do anyway. Like look at your negatives from the last game and win the next train and work on that. Yeah, and, you... and there's nothing like a, there's nothing like a bad baiting as well to kind of yeah copy onto yourself. Like like what I remember you... like games you get hammered in. Like you'd always like you very rarely learn much from like kicking the shit out of the team. Yeah. Like, I remember like you know like when you're from Kappa, like you take plenty yeah. of fucking any small club like you take yeah. plenty of bait and stuff. Yeah. So you do learn. You so. always learn from beating, yeah, definitely. You know, hundred percent. You learn more from losing the game than winning the game, in my opinion. But then you come out of a game that you won. You, I'll always sit down and say, "Well, look, these are the pros and the cons of the game." So I'll always work then the next day on what we didn't do right. The next training session, that's what we work on. Again. Parnells was one. Like we went there and. There was the year before we went there. They were scoring an average of one four, one six a game. Oh, the whole game. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 
and I was like, why are they scoring so little? And you know, the opposition or the opposition might have been scoring two six or two seven or something like that. So we went to play the challenge game, and I let them just play the way they always played. I didn't say anything; just go out and play, so I could see what they were like. And as soon as the ball was thrown up, so there was gang girls in the backs and just defending like lunatics. And when they got the ball, they'd attack, but they'd attack slowly, and it was all clumped in front of the goals then down the far end. Yeah. So it was basically impossible to score. There was no one keeping width. There was no one making runs. It was just in front of the goals, a big clump. And so you got, had to work on that. And after that, they like, started scoring. And we worked on that first year and started getting out of them. Oh, that chasing the ball thing, you know, like where people are all chase the ball and yeah. not hold the position and stuff like that. Get that out of them, and it was fucking savage. They were scoring 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe 16 goals per game and 22, 23 points. 16 goals yeah. per game. We bet one game, like, we played one game, I think it was against Luke, and then it was half time, and the score was 11, 16 to 2 points. Jesus, that's the fucking wrong division. And this is division two. Is it? And like, like Jesus. So the, they came out in the second half, the Luke team were like halfway through the second half, like we're finished, we don't want to play anymore, like we just give it up, like there's twenty minutes left. And the referee was like, Oh Jesus, I don't know, can you do that? And had to check and it's all okay and gave up. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, it was like hard to believe a fucking team would do that now all the same. Well like like they were I suppose 20 minutes left, less than 20 minutes maybe. You're getting the shit kicked out here. You're going to turn around yeah. and go, ah, oh, here. And did you have any kind of weaker ones to put on? or? Yeah, we had weak ones on as well. Like. And they, used, they were still yeah, getting weaker. the shit like, kicked they out. Wouldn't be, they were still good footballers. Like, so Parnells is one of the best clubs I went to for coaching. Like They they, they could all kick with both feet or stuff like that so it was you could see the work was done underage like in fall through and they were really easy to work with hmm. like the girls are if you put the stats board up or the tactics board up in front of them and explain on the third side this is what you want for the next match they go out and implement that like to the tee just by talking to them and they really picked up things and you know to ask them to create space and run lines and stuff like that it was really easy like they listened and they took it on board so that's what's good like that kind of stuff yeah makes the job easy i suppose when that's <clears throat> yeah when they're able to listen to you like as well yeah. you can kind of implement implement what you want because there is probably a lot of teams like yeah. you know sometimes it's like it's like with a fucking kids team like and even we've had it for a few years now we've kind of have like any lads like that we used to have are kind of gone but even with the hurlers a few years ago and um almost nothing the management team could do with it because yeah. like you're dealing with children like you're yeah. dealing with lads who are like like i think katie would have been talking i actually remember yeah it was katie talking and like just lads blatantly talking oh, over and you'd be, you'd be looking around and like that's one of my pet and it's peeves. just it's, it's not even about like yeah. not not professionalism whatever the word is yeah. like we just obviously amateurs but like just a bit of manners yeah, i couldn't believe is. i was actually i thought it's she was respect. saying I, I was kind of and now she didn't i don't think she said that maybe she did because i can't really remember i'd say she did i say <laughs> fucking kick the head off but uh, i said like, i was kind of thinking like if you know fucking respect that like, she was there for fucking years before that yeah and even if she wasn't like i think that's it's when you go into a team, the first two or three training sessions, the first session really sets the standard that you want. So, as you said, like that session we done with St. Hedra's that year, I came in and 
that's the standard that was going to be um, expected of you. Have all any kind of coach or manager in place and put them in there, and stop. you won't get any help of a team until you, in my opinion, until you build confidence and respect and I suppose passion for the club, the jersey that you're wearing. That's when you'll get something out of the players, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably different. Like the, the footballers, we probably have us. We probably take it for granted a bit because we've had the same management team in Hurland like since now I've probably like to say like to me and Adam Dorman have had a few different ones because like yeah. we played with Broadford yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like more or less like from thirteen to That was Northern Gales, wasn't it? Northern Gales, yeah. yeah. Like more or less to, and even sorry, Katie was Katie and Tommy were still more or less over that most of the time and Shay was there, so it was more or less the same. Yeah. Like up from under thirteen to now I've had more or less the same people around you. So like that kind of makes a difference as well because like you know what they expect yeah exactly and you don't want to kind of let them there isn't obviously you don't want to lose a game anyway but like yeah. there is an extra thing that you're like fucking hell like you don't want to let them down and there's not there's a bit extra like pressure like so um you can you can see when teams are tight though like when they're really respect each other as players and individuals like and they're they work for each other you'll see that on the pitch like hmm. you'll see you'll never have some lad hiding in the background like, you know trying to do scratch his hole in the corner or something like that yeah he'll work for the team or everyone will work for the team like. yeah yeah so that's you need to have that. You need everyone working on the same hymn sheet and working for each other. Yeah. And respect each other. It's hard to get it as well. Yeah. Like yeah. it is tough to to actually, like you can't, you can't train, like no, no matter how good a manager or, or a coach you are, you, like it's, there's a thing with the players between themselves, like to actually yeah. be on the same page as each yeah. other. Like obviously like whatever anyone implements, like they can, that's obviously their job, but like to have everyone like, as well as that, like all the players, like it kind of works well with us. Like as, most of the players have played like we're all the same age most yeah, of us yeah. and then like there's the likes of Lenny and Willie who like we all kind of knew anyway yeah. and they're kind of like they all everyone fits the in pretty well in. yeah <laughs> the Outlands yeah <laughs> fucking 25 Willie love that you got the new jerseys as well they're nice show. you see that fucking class class yeah. it'll make, make you want to play even that little bit more there. that's, that's when I wanted to go back and play when I seen <laughs> yeah. all the jerseys I was like shit I want to wear them yeah, just yeah. once yeah no they're um, the nicest jokes no because in fairness like you look back I used to watch the old senior games and like no jerseys were grand, like, but they weren't like like yeah. these jokes. You'd watch the game, you just buy the jersey you want yeah. to play. Like, sure. The first jersey I wore was, um, <laughs> it was this baggy red joke. I don't know what, where it came, why Kappa just went red for one year. I think it was one year or something. Fully red, like, yeah, no stripes. A little bit of white somewhere on it, like stripes on it. I don't know, was it for it? Like, the whole year we wore them or whatever? And then we went back to a hoop, just one hoop. So just one red, hoop, yeah. yeah. Red with a white hoop, and then the other jersey was white with a red hoop. It's like the dairy jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was the old clothy material. <laughs> oh, you know? stuff, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but then we went back to the normal hoops. The, the current crest that there is there, that red and white one that you have on there, yeah, instead yeah. of the tower, it was the, a boar. What do you mean a boar? Like a pig. Where the fuck do we get that from? I'm having a clue. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck it came from. I don't even know where half, the, half of this is kind of just Kildare stuff. Like it's just obviously like established 1917. Then yeah. there's the fucking St. Bridges Cross, like and the lily, the lily, and then and the, the tower, tower. Tower I'm assuming is Newtown, but no, I think the tower is supposed to be the thing up on top of hill, but that's actually windmill. So I don't know where the tower came from. I think fucking... People thought the, tower, the windmill was like a, a tower, but it's very similar to the Kildare Cross because doesn't the Kildare Cross have all these yokes on it as well? No, the Clare Crest is just the same bridge. It's cross with a football through or something, isn't it? It's like oh, that a, was the old one. Sorry, actually, yeah. yeah, no, we got a new one, didn't we? Yeah, it's navy 
maybe St. Bridges Cross for football, kind of going through it. It's like oh, a yeah. modern design. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, cause I, yeah, the only reason I know half the stuff I know about Kappa is from that Kappa book, like. Yeah, I, was looking I think it. that's every, all the young lads, sure, I suppose. That's it, like, how do you learn? Like, you read read the history book. Yeah, yeah, that's a good book, though, that is. I read, yeah, read yeah, lost the Oaks out of that. It's interesting, uh, in fairness. Yeah, there's some funny pictures in it as well. Like, geez, yeah. It's good, yeah. Jeez, Tig was a legend. You, I don't think you ever met him, did you? No, I wouldn't. No, I don't think. was a legend, man. Like, geez, he done mountain work for Captain. Did he, yeah? yeah. Unbelievable. Like, I mean, he was pure gentleman. Pure gentleman to talk to have the crack he'd always say hello to you yeah and even if you're young, young lad he'd always say hello to you young girl young man any young boy whatever always make time for you always yeah he's a legend man one of the best he's like sean now like sean gorman now yeah 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 serious president like he's like, he's just like yeah, the yeah. king of the place like yeah. you can tell like he just you're going to win a championship just for him like yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah he's, yeah but you know he's the main man yeah. like just the aura kind of thing yeah, yeah no I, I if you got him to come to dress rooms and talk for a championship you go out i'd say you break the walls down boy yeah oh yeah, yeah just totally. get him to say something like <laughs> yeah yeah him coming in like you oh jesus christ Sean Gorman. yeah yeah <laughs> it's tough playing against them but even the who was i marking a few weeks ago we were playing a reserve game i think it was against um <laughs> milltown milltown and the uh, pure 40 year old lad but like he's even my first uh, senior game i played i marked like a kind of not an owl lad. he was in his late 30s kind of coming on 40 like and you kind of think like when i was you know like i don't take them for granted anymore like i know it'd be decent like but when you're young, like when you're 18 or whatever, you come up marking like this piece of piss. Yeah. Like, and then like you get the first ball or something and they hit you and you're fucking stunned. Because you're only like, I'm still only young. Like I'd be fucking light as a, yeah. you know, light as a feather. Like, and a lad come in and hit you. And like, even the speed of this outlet that I was marking, like, he was faster than me. <laughs> like, and maybe it's the fact that I took him for granted. I was like, right, I'll just walk to yeah, the ball. I'll still win it. That was like me. I think my first second team, my first adult game was second team. And we went down to Clarinka, Clarinka. And I was like, this old lad came out and I was like, geez, now I think I'll, I'll handle this lad, like I'll give him a bit of a skin in. And he comes up, the first thing he does, he shakes my hand and he squeezes and he goes, you touch that fucking ball and knock your head off. You know, I was Jesus like, Christ. It was 14 or something, 15. You're 14, jeez. 15, or, yeah. I played my first championship game was against Eadstown and Mays. And I was 15, I think Aaron Fennon was 14. Was I just gone 16, actually, the first championship game. And Alan found was fourteen. <clears throat> this was, was, no, like, was there any age restriction on this? Like just no, no age restriction. No, <clears throat> no, no age restriction. Imagine no, a I fucking fourteen-year-old playing against grown men. You killed. I was I, like even when I was small at that age, like fucking fifteen. And I think like fourteen or fifteen, fifteen. And I first actually not fourteen, but Alan was like saying he was great, like fucking. You wouldn't see him behind that pole. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like he's tall and dangly, but geez, he had so much fucking skill at that age. Like, yeah. But then you come against some old lad that was forty and from the hatchet era as I call it, like, they fucking take lumps off you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't give a shit if you were younger or not, they fucking walk all over you. Yeah. <laughs> Just welcome to clear football at that stage. Like, you can go yeah. down and play second team South Clear team, maybe Castle Dermot or Nerney or Revan or something like that. And fuck me, they'd have a bunch of old lads on the team and all they want to do is just kill you. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Every time you get the ball you get hit hard like yeah. Maybe that's just the way they were playing when they were younger, like and just continuing on. But Jesus Christ, you come out sore. Yeah, I used to come out sore from a football match than I did in a rugby match. Yeah. Really? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like, yeah, they just hit you so much. Like, uh, like I don't know. Maybe I actually got more injuries playing 
football than I did rugby. What kind of injuries would you get? Like just like I had my shoulder, rotary cuff, ribs, ankles, knee. Oh, just from football and not like yeah. You wouldn't play rugby much, and the only thing I ever done was when I'd stamped my head. By mistake in a rope, like that was that was the only thing I ever had. What did you did you get on from that like concussion or something or I probably did but I played on. I got two stitches inside my head. Oh, your head was split open, like yeah, just two st- stud marks and just played on. It's fucking last put stitches in the head on your on your sideline, and you went out and played again. Jeez. I suppose you would at that time as well. It wasn't as if like if it was now, like you'd be wrapped in cotton wool for the next three weeks, like yeah. But they're pro- it's probably right though. Like, yeah. Concussion is a big thing. Like, yeah. How many lads are going around with with fucking like bad memory and stuff like that from concussion and especially rugby players? I suppose you look at rugby players like they're getting hit by. You fucking truck every day of the week how many concussions did say johnny sexton had got was it ter- i don't know how he's still playing with all those concussions like i don't know how he's still fucking alive no one's a ga if you have three concussions you I think you can't play anymore right three consecutive con- concussions or something is it within a certain time frame yeah. is it i did yeah i'm not even something yeah there like is that. something i knew yeah i know there's something like that yeah like, and he's a professional player he must have he has, shit he has had 30 at least i thought there was some number i thought someone said 50 but he's definitely had 30 jesus like that's that's scary like i don't know how that's not like even remember that TikTok with fucking Rob Carney there a while back that fucking Instagram thing. Yeah, what was that? But was he having a fucking seizure or something? <laughs> was that something was he, I don't know. It was this, I heard that he was like from concussion over the years, like in bells to the head, like just just a taker. That is fucking or, scary. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Like, but sure, you wouldn't know. Like Sexton in twenty years might know his kids' names. Like that. That's when it gets a bit fucking scary. Like I know they're all coached how to tackle and how to ball and like and how to protect yourself from the tackle and all that but still like you're getting hit by a fucking truck it really yeah. is like coming at you at 30 mile an hour like yeah yeah so look at that english rugby player i can't remember who it was it was ben Foven or someone that was hit by a double decker bus in london Christ. and there's a dent in the front of the fucking bus what are you hitting <laughs> and he was like i think he only had like bruised ribs or broken ribs or something like that and that was it and a bit yeah. of cut to his head getting hit like, by all his life how, like how they're built like you know, professionals like i don't fucking know <laughs> They are, they are mad bad. They are tough, the toughest fucking breed of cunts yeah. It's even the way they talk to the refs. Like, there's a bit you can oh, tell there's like the it's respect there. from the start. Yeah. I remember like going in underage, whatever age it was when I started. And first thing you were told is you don't back chat to your coach and don't back chat to your ref. And that's the way it is. And if you did say something to them, you were chastised. Like, you were told, shut them out, don't do that again. The whole team would go and do laps. This is underage, like something like that. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was bred into you, and that's a good. It's a really good thing in movie, like the respect there. Okay, yeah, you do have lads mouthing at referees and stuff every now and again, like. But it's not to the like in GA. It probably has gone a bit far, like. The GA is getting like soccer for mouthing at referees. Yeah, did you see the the letter the, to the Kilkenny referee over the weekend? No. Fucking cat! And I was on. I only saw it was on Jackie Tyrrell's uh, Twitter page. But it was like now in fairness like most of it was harmless like it was like um it was like oh that game over the weekend like you refed it, it was just kind of general things like oh that was a fucking line ball or like you refed it badly whatever just general shit yeah. and at the end like the kind of the kind of sinister part of it was like oh we know where you live and we know who your kids are and we know and it kind of got a bit nasty at the end like but there's stuff like and all the, the kenny referees withdrew their refs for the weekend like yeah. um but they're like that's there's a lot of nastiness, like, very, yeah, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> well, sure, like, I remember we're playing, what was it, championship final, league, no, league final with Selbridge against Rathangan and over in Hawkfield. And it was into second half or something. And, uh, 
Turnovers we scored a point and the, the umpire gave it a wide. Actually, yeah, we Starbridge scored a point and the umpire gave it a wide. And like it was clearly through the middle of the post. And like he was like <laughs> wide. And the other umpire was like, he, he was from Nathangan and um, he was just like, he was had his hand up. And the referee went with his umpire because it was a neutral umpire and one of the team's umpires. Yeah. So, like, on that side, there was the neutral umpire who came with the ref, I think, or maybe he's just from Hawkwood or whatever. And then there was the Rathangan, um umpire the other side of the goals. Yeah. And then when he went down to the end, there was a neutral umpire and the salvage umpire. Right, yeah, yeah. But, like, the Rathangan man actually put his hand up and said it was fine. The, the neutral umpire was, like, clearly wide. He was like, no, it's wide, it's wide. I lost a plot with him. I lost a plot. I got sent to the, sent off. I got sent to the dressing room. Did you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Who did you go onto the pitch and just? Oh, I wouldn't go near. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go onto the pitch. I can. I was like, I went to the referee. I was like, Jesus Christ! I could see that's a mile over, and your the other umpire is from Rathangan <laughs> and said it was over. Yeah, yeah. And he said, No, but this umpire said it was wide. And surely the ref saw it as well. Where was he? Like, standing middle goal, standing middle pitch. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And ended up having, I, I, I kind of, I might have said something, I can't remember, probably did. But I remember my dad saying, you should have, should, you shouldn't have said, said anything, you should have shut your mouth. And I got sent into the dress rooms, and I was told that I had to stay in the dress rooms for the rest of the game. Christ. Um, one of the security guards, or not the security guards, the stewards walked in with me, like, and he was like, why are you sent off? And I was like, I don't know, I was told I had to stay in the dress rooms. I went into the dress rooms for like two minutes, came back out and sat in the stand. And literally someone from the Rathangan team turned around and said he's in the stands over there you know and it's like the referee comes over and says you're supposed to be in the dress rooms so i went back towards the dress rooms waited for a few minutes came back and sat in the stand again so on the phone across to my dad <laughs> and gavin was over there so i was like on the phone to the two of them making decisions from the stand <laughs> but uh i don't know I, i've lost but i was like <laughs> um i got in trouble on that and kind of board then and i um i wrote it i was to write a letter of apology on that i wouldn't write it i was like no i'm not why do i need to apologize for i didn't call him anything i didn't say i'm bad to him i didn't abuse him yeah i just told him that his umpire was blind and so was he and yeah the blind man would have seen that the ball was over the bar yeah yeah and i um, they told me that i said i just have no confidence that referee i don't want him to referee anything during the again and who was it um nothing oh you can't say for yeah i don't want to Fair I can enough. tell you that I went to Dublin and one of the first games we played in Parnells, we went to Ballantyr and the referee was a little bit late. And I was like, Jesus, this reminds me of a referee in Kildare. And the lad, the same lad, shows up and I'm like, oh, jeez, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. Of all the fucking referees to show up in Dublin, it's him. Yeah, and yeah. I just like fucking complained about him. He hates my guts. Like, literally hates my guts. And just because of that day, like, yeah, and every game after that, like even with Selbridge or any team was involved with it, he ref, he fucking gave everything against the team I was involved with. Everything. Really, yeah. Well, that Parnell's game, we were beaten Ballantyre by six or seven points in the first half. And I was like, grand, they were starting to cruise, you know, and we we're getting into the swing things. And then he started giving everything to them, giving three penalties in a row, giving freeze from inside the D and outside, just 20 yard line and stuff like that. Yeah, kickable freeze and eventually clawed them back into the game. Like, Jesus, we're getting fucking rode here by a referee, and I was going mad on the sideline. And I was like, I don't want to end up in 
and trouble again. So I just kept my mouth shut and I was like, you have to do some military changes and start getting ahead again. And I think we went, we, I think we went three subs and we went ahead again. And fucking, he started pulling them back into him one by a point at the end of the game. I was like, oh. And the, the girls came over to me after the game and goes, does that referee know you? And I was like, yeah, why? He kept giving out about you on the pitch. Gee, really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I'd love to say who it was, but I just couldn't. Like, uh, it's, uh, what happened? What's the supposed when it's on the pitch? It stays on the pitch. But, yeah, oh, well, there's, there's, they're staying on the pitch and there's fucking like chatting shite about a manager when you're refereeing a game. Yeah. Jesus, I thought that's. And I couldn't believe it when the girls were going over saying that. Like, do you know that referee? Does he know you? I was like, yeah, no, oh, yeah, I have a bad history with him. He goes, yeah, because he hasn't shut up giving out about you the whole game. So many old referees. Yeah, they can't move. Well, they can't, no, they can't move. Like, fucking yeah. hell. Like, like, you shouldn't be. There should be an age. Yeah. A, an age cut off point. Like, you should be fit. You should be able to walk up and down the pitch. Like, run up the pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even sure, jog. Like, a lot of them can't. Like, that referee I was talking to you, talking to you about earlier, he was he was coming to our match, or he was refing our match last week against Confi. Yeah. And we were just poking the ball like you know doing the warm up yeah. I was looking behind me like him doing his warm up job and he looked like a lad who hadn't run in 20 years he just got new legs like hadn't <laughs> run in 20 years I said this fucker's refing our match I had like we had a match in in, in Parnells and Channel and um, the referee comes out with two knee braces and his hamstring strap and I was like what the fuck is this coming out of the pitch totally shocking totally shocking one of the best referees I've ever had like, oh really up yeah up with game on top of the game knew the rules uh, last thing I'll ask you, I think you, you DM me about this about a year ago. But we did something, it was like, um, what lads in Kappa get a statue? We kind of made an arse for it, I think. Yeah, who, who, we, we put it, yeah, who would be your like, we say three or five players that I put on as like a statue? Jeez, they love fucking big head and everyone. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, does it have to be current or past? Or anyone? Just anyone, like, it doesn't even have to be a player, like, would it just be anyone, like, from, from Kappa, just right? anyone who's involved, like, yeah. I mentioned some of them already. Uh, Noah Mallon was one. Yeah. Tommy Crew. And I'd have to have four. Sean Gorman and Ty Downey. Sean, yeah. They've, I suppose, I've learned so much from those four people over the years. And there's plenty of other lads there as well. It's hard to leave out a lot of lads. There's loads of lads that could deserve it. Yeah. Plenty of lads have done loads of work for capital and worked hard for capital all the all the time it's just your clubs that you kind of have to do with them yeah 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 um, you'll never be anyone else when you're capital man yeah no matter where you go in Kildare they'll always know that you're a capital man so yeah you'll always have that at least like yeah yeah